0: So welcome to another episode of the Behind the Host podcast. This is the mini-series on the Boostly podcast with me, Liam Carolan. And today we are diving into the business of Clark Anderson Properties uh, based in the East Coast of Scotland. And today we're joined by the founder and CEO, uh, Simon Anderson, and also uh, Sandy Donaldson, the digital marketing executive. And we're going to be talking about their business We're going to be talking about some of the things they've done to succeed in their business, which you may be able to pick up, uh, you know, sort of success stories and things that you can utilize to put into your hospitality business. So thank you for joining me, Simon and Sandy. Welcome along. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you. So, first question, and uh, you know, the best way to get started is Simon is the the CEO and founder. If you'd just like to introduce the business and uh, you know, sort of where you're based and uh, what sort of thing that you that you cater for, what sort of hospitality business you are.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, so, Simon Anderson, I'm the Anderson of Clark Anderson. My business partner Stuart Clark is the other half. We. Are a holiday management company. We started off with a few properties of our own and then slowly migrated into the the management side of things. Based out in Dundee, here personally, as with the head offices, and we cover all of Scotland at the moment. We're trying to grow, particularly in areas such as Aberdeen, Glasgow, uh, Edinburgh. Bit of a whirlwind, last few years, it's been good fun. Um, And the team has grown, uh, grown since then. And we're fortunate enough to have Sandy on the team as well. And she can tell you a bit more about what she does. So Sandy, yeah. Thank you, Simon. Sandy, if you wanted to introduce yourself and what you do for
0: for Clark Anderson.
2: Yeah, so I started at Clark Anderson in November last year. And obviously, like Simon says, they have experienced significant growth in a short period of time, especially over COVID. So I think the main aim now is obviously you've got your OTAs that we are quite successful on at the moment. But Thankfully, we discovered Bruce Lee. And now that I'm working towards just a a kind of focus on direct bookings. So that's my main role in the the business moving forward anyway.
0: That's cool. So let's talk more about the um, how many properties you're on at the moment, Simon, that you look after and manage?
1: Uh, Well, we're currently sitting at eight and I believe we're closing this month at eighty-five. Wow! Uh, Yeah, Stuart and the PMs, property managers, they look after that side of things. Uh, But yesterday, Stuart was saying that he's got another five lined up uh, this week, which is fantastic. Um, It's you know, it's 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 the team have got a lot to to do with that. Um, Everybody gets involved. Everybody is contributing in some way um but yeah 85 it's kind of it's hard to believe actually when we came in uh to last year with 12 properties then i mean where you know, the time's gone kind of blinked and we're talking about 85 and will be hundred. that's happened that's an incredible amount of growth and what sort of team
0: do you need in place to uh to cope with that 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 level of growth talk me through who's in your team
1: yeah i mean i think candidly stuart and i are always learning as we go uh, and we both gave up full-time employment to to make this work for ourselves, and now we're trying to make it work for, for the team. So in an ideal world, you want to have some sort of operations assistant or operations manager who can help with the, the workload on your guest calls and your guest bookings. Uh, I mean, as I using us as, as the example last month, we cared for, I think it was like 410 reservations uh, so that every single person can help. You've got automations in place, but... I would say about 95% of those guests are going to send the message that require a reply. They're going to ask questions. They're going to need help. They're going to need checking instructions. They're going to need their guides. So having someone in operations to help with that is, is massive. Having a fantastic housekeeping team, whether that is uh, you know, a supplier or a party that you're using or someone internally, we, we use both. You want to make sure that they are on the ground. They are the people that are really making those properties shine. As soon as a guest walks in, it's whatever the housekeeper left. Uh, that makes the first impression. So having a great housekeeping team there, if you are using third parties, communication is key for sure. Um, And then being able to talk to the guests when they're in or when you leave to try and get them to come back again or try to get them to book direct if they came via an OTA. So we need someone like Sandy, uh, which isn't easy to find, but when you do, you want to hold on to them for sure. (laughs) Sandy does (laughs) a great job. Uh, But yeah, Laundry, make sure you've got great laundry. You're on a laundry team. So we have, we have quite, a, quite a mix in here. We have quite a lot of different moving parts. Uh, everyone does chip in somewhere or another for every single reservation. And again, you know, 400 plus uh, to deal with. But um, you you will feel uh, the pressure as you, as you grow. Like we were saying before the call, all, you feel like you're always having to analyze the operation. Where are the stress points? You have to accept that it does come with the industry. But what can we do? to make it smoother, to make it better, to consistently improve, to make sure we're not lacking that guest experience, uh, to make sure the owners are receiving what they're looking for, uh, and to make sure, of course, the company continues to grow and thrive.
0: There's there's a couple of points I wanted to dive into there. You mentioned uh, your your business partner, and how important is it to have defined uh, different roles? Because there'll be a lot of people listening who you know, want to have a business partner or thinking about starting up a hospitality business with a, a business partner, what advice would you have for
1: them? Yeah, I mean, Stuart and I uh, met and started the company in quite an unorthodox way. Uh, you know, we won't give the full story, but the bullet points are that we met through a, a networking group and we went yeah. for a coffee to catch up. And that that first time kind of meeting each other tends to be the usual, you know, family, friends, what do you, what you entail, the golfer, read, blah, blah, blah. And I actually can't quite remember how it came up, but we both discovered that we liked the idea of doing something in property. Yeah. Uh, we were kind of speaking more about longer term in life. We might like the idea of flipping or developing or something like this. So after a couple of coffees, we landed on, why don't we try something? Um, we didn't have a whole lot of money to put into a flip, which means the return wouldn't have been fantastic. So we didn't really like the idea of that. Um, buy to let weren't something we were too keen on. And then my background was hospitality his background was corporate insurance, and we saw a way to kind of put them together. So we actually just kind of shook hands, and we still to this day don't have a, an agreement in place, but we're fairly committed now, so I'm <laughs> pretty sure he won't leave me hanging, and I certainly won't do it to him. In terms, of, in terms of the question, uh, so Stuart and I, right at the start, we just had an agreement that defining our roles were key. Yes, we're both 50-50, we're both co-owner, we're both directors, uh, we have interchangeable titles, you know, I have CEO, is managing director. It doesn't mean that I'm hiring him or vice versa. They're, they're the same. But we always said, you look after the sales, I'll look after the operation. Uh, we will make decisions together. But ultimately, when you define it into one of those, we have the final say. And if it goes wrong, there's no blame culture between us. It is what it is. We'll learn. We'll move on. And we've always stuck to that. So even earlier in this week, Stuart went out to see uh, two properties from the same owner. Uh, he came back. He wasn't overly keen with them there was a couple of things he was nervous about that would impact the guest experience at that point you might be thinking well hang on it's another two properties it's revenue it's this it's that but ultimately it's not the right decision for the company and he decided we wouldn't be taking them forward i haven't thought about it since that was his decision he believed it's best at the company and we move on likewise if i come to him and i say i think we need a digital marketing executive i think we need two operations assistant his head might be thinking Okay, sales, what's coming in? Do we have money for that? Can we make it work? Whereas I'm saying it needs to happen, otherwise i are not going to grow. He allows the decision to move forward and it worked, which is great. If I hadn't, there wouldn't have been any blame culture. So I would definitely advise that you just have those open-handed chats, get everything on the table. Don't leave the table thinking, well, he or she said this, but did they actually mean that? And make sure you're clear with your message. And I'm confident, like Stuart and I, it'll work. Uh, and you'll be able to to grow together. And if there's any failures, you'll both learn from them and just and go on with it. I love that. I,
0: and I think uh, I've I've definitely learned from that. And I think the people listening will will learn from that as well. Just to have that clearly defined roles and and to communicate well and and respect each other. That sounds amazing
3: quick break from the podcast to let you know that the two Boostly books that we brought out the book direct playbook and the book direct blueprint are two of the top rated and the best selling in the hospitality category on Amazon for just two pounds you can grab both of those books right now the foundations and the structures that you need to put in place is in the blueprint and then for 101 marketing tactics that is in the playbook so go and grab a copy on Amazon now just type in book direct playbook or the book direct blueprint and uh, we'll see you on the other side.
0: So, one of the things I wanted to ask about was uh, uh, Clark Anderson Properties is a full management service, and uh, there's something that makes you guys different compared to most, which most just take care of the the bookings, whereas you guys take care of the full full package. Is that right?
1: Yeah. So, we always wanted to be that that turnkey, that that full management service. Um, I mean, looking looking back now, you know, you hear about one of the major competitors in the UK and. The, the thousands and thousands of properties they have, and they don't do anything with uh, cleaning or uh, laundry. And you just think, wow, <laughs> only we could go back and look at that model. However, um, even though it <laughs> adds a lot, of, a lot of pressure, and there's a lot of moving parts, and there's a, a lot more things happening, we are very proud that we have this real management service. In an ideal world, an owner can come to us, we can go through the onboarding process together, they create this property, however they, however they see it, however they vision it, and they pass it on to us, and then we take the baby in and we move on. So we will market, advertise revenue management, guest calls, check-ins and outs, laundry, cleaning, we we'll facilitate it all, um, you know, that 2 a.m. call because someone's lost the keys, or the front door's different to theirs, and they went out to the car for a second and it closed and locked and the keys are inside. We'll deal with everything, and hopefully at the end of the month, we just collect it all. We send it across to you. We let you see how the month went, uh, and we just we grow together. That that's the idea between Clark and Clark Anderson. We want to offer the fuel management service or the up service was was the term that we used for a while, um, and just not have people too worried about it or have to be, oh, you know, are they doing this? Are they doing that? On on the other side of that though, we wouldn't want people to feel like they can't be involved. If an owner likes the idea of being able to dip in and have a look um so the channel manager that we use has a owner's portal and we can create this for our owners and they can go in and it's again because the channel manager is connected to everything so the calendar they're seeing is all bookings not just Airbnb you're not just booking. so they can see these they can get an overview of how that revenue is looking uh for the month it allows them to see if they want to book an owner's stay or they want to let their friends and family stay and they can pick up the phone at any point and just ask how things are going or some owners like to head down to the property themselves. Maybe they want to make some changes, put in some locations or something like this on their own accord. Um, so it's nice to know that owners can get involved and they do get involved, but at the same time, it's proactive. It's only if they want to. They know the Clark Anderson is not going to everything. That's really cool. So people can literally come to you and that's a, they can either have that complete
0: hands-off, not having to worry about, you know, how they're going to do the cleans and the, the laundry and the linen, that side of things, uh, which is really cool because like you say, many companies out there just take care of sending guests to the homeowner and then it's up to the owner to figure out the cleaning side of things so that's a, a cool unique uh, sort of selling point so i'd like on to
2: come the, on the back it's of- real sorry um i i do think it is quite nice when an owner wants to get slightly more involved because it shows that they care and then i think one of the best parts for us is given them the news that you know you've just had an amazing review and it's nice for us to hear, but obviously it's probably
0: the landlord. Yeah, so important. They love uh, seeing the reviews as well. So, Sandy, I'd like to come across to you and uh, speak about the marketing of Clark Anderson. First of all, um, you know, we, we've got to know each other over the last few months from talking about the website, haven't we? And, uh, you know, it, it yeah. uh, comes across as, uh, you know, you're very uh, personable and, and you're, you're, you're great at speaking about the business and that side of things. How excited were you when you... Um, started working for, for Clark Anderson about marketing, uh, you know, sort of the hospitality company.
2: Really excited, actually. I've, it, I've worked marketing for about five, six years, but it was a new industry for me. Mm-hmm. So I've learned a lot in the past few months, but I really enjoy it. And I think there's a there's a good energy in this kind of industry, and especially after coming out of, what was a difficult time for maybe tourism overall and because they've obviously experienced that growth, it's a fun place to to work. And when Simon and was explaining there about the relationship they have the two partners, they the the two of them, I mean, they love each other, I can tell. Nah. But they create a really good atmosphere to work in and it is quite an innovative Company and it's fun, and I think that's one of the most important things that you don't forget to have a laugh along the way. Yeah, so yeah, I really enjoy it.
0: Awesome. And when it comes down to some of the things which make uh, Clark Anderson different, I know on the website one of the things that uh, is promoted is the concierge sort of services and the the, the sort of digital guides and that side of things. Um, talk me through how they work. So if I'm a guest looking to book, how how does that work with Clark Anderson?
2: Yeah, sure. So it's all incorporated into our automatic responses so 24 hours before they check in they'll get a link to our digital air guide so I actually think it's a it's a brilliant tool that we so we have one for each property and then that allows you to have all of your troubleshooting you know wi-fi heating whatever your check in instructions but then you can also include the local area recommendations food drink places to go, people, you know, anything around that area. So, yeah, yeah brilliant tool. And and although I'm picking up air and I would never want to step away from that as a company, and I know the word digital is in my job title, I do still think that it is, you know, there's no harm in also having point of sale in the actual property itself and, Especially when it's Airbnb and you know you're so strict on, you know you can't openly speak. It's sometimes quite nice to just leave, you know, like even a, a little card or something in the property to say follow us on social media or here's our, you know, go online and look at our air guide. And it's almost just kind of reminding them to move to, you know, to go from what's in front of them to. Do you know we've got so much information that we can also give you, it's just a click away.
0: That's one thing which really comes across on the um on the Clark Hanson website is is the amount of information you guys give about the local area. I mean, even on the the team page, you're talking about places that guests can can visit. You're talking about nearby sections and uh, things that they can really do to enjoy themselves and really have a great experience, which is really nice to see how, Elster.
1: Yeah, to
2: be honest though, I think we actually took some of that inspiration from your website yourself, Liam. Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you.
0: <laughs> Thanks for the plug there. I'll, I'll I'll give you the five pounds later.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, well when, it,
0: when it comes down to other ways to promote, how do you currently promote uh, Clark Anderson? What what are some of the things that you do to uh, to get eyes on on your business?
2: Well, we've got quite a big focus on social media, as does everyone. Um, that is our main. So we're on Facebook and Instagram, and it's really nice to. It's almost you're creating a bit of a community online. So it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, everyone you want to engage with doesn't have to be a guest. It is quite nice, and it's one of the things I quite like about Bushley because it is a it's the kind of community that they're, well, you guys are creating. And it's nice to be a part of. But then we also do a you know, a monthly newsletter. So every time someone books with Clark Anderson, if we have access to their email address, we can speak to them that way as well. So you can sign up to that separately on our website too. But I would say social is probably one of their the biggest focuses for us at the moment.
0: That's cool. And you can definitely see you guys are active on social media and they say success leaves clues. And you just mentioned getting real email addresses from your guests, you know, being on social media, having a website which really focuses on your guests' user experience, uh, which is cool. Yeah. So let, let's talk about the the website. Obviously, um, a couple of, of months ago, you sort of uh, decided to redo your website and uh, to focus on that direct bookings. How important has that been for the business? Huge.
2: I think... Ideally, about well, at the moment, about 30% of our overall bookings come direct. So you could then split that down again into you've got we we call them direct bookings, but a lot of them are our team manually putting them into the system. So we use HostAway. What we want to do is it's, you know, instead of saying, yeah, I'll. I'll put this in the calendar for you, we could just send a link to the website and they can easily book it themselves, saving us time to focus on other things. So I would say that's kind of like our our main aim moving forward and our new website gives us the chance to do that. Our last one was a little bit slow, slightly more clunky, Um, but the layout of this one, it's, it's chalk and cheese and... Hopefully, the diet bookings are going to just rise and rise.
1: That's
0: cool. And for anybody listening who wants to go and check it out, it's clarkandersonproperties.co.uk. And And, uh, definitely go and check out the nearby section, the colors on it, the pictures, professional pictures throughout. So there's so many things that that you guys have, uh, and you guys have been an absolute pleasure working with you I've, I've seen obviously the comments in the in the whatsapp group between you and the team and uh uh truthfully yes it's just nice to work with with clients who are great with communication and uh also it's clear that you have fun doing what we're doing you know it's it's, it's important so come back to simon then what would you say has been one perception about doing short-term lets and uh, uh you know management business that's changed over time since you started doing this in uh you started in 2016 is that right
1: uh, 2017. Yeah, we 17. registered the company in 2017. And um, we, we took on our first one uh, in December 2017. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, uh, you know, I think these conversations should be candid. Our expectations have been fairly well managed. I think it does help, you know, having a hospitality background. Um, I think a kind of moment for us, uh, you know, to really answer the question, we when we kind of discovered that we wanted to do something together and we were interested in trying something uh we were kind of working with property people who were more development more buy-to-lets more passive income you know that we're all doing the same thing but i kind of see that as the side of property and then we're doing this almost accommodation hospitality yes we are working with properties but um more in the hospitality accommodation tourism side of things so we we're kind of in this circle. We were going to drift into this one. While we were here, we went over to a, a course that kind of upsold a number of different courses you could go on. This one was a free one, and then we had like 40 pitches over two days, which was crazy. But we went on a, a service accommodation course. Now, I know the value of these things. Looking back, I might not have done it. I think it was kind of like driving. You know, There was lots of fee, but until you get behind the wheel, you really don't know what you're doing went to this course, and at that point, one of the big talking points was rent-to-rents. Uh, it wasn't really spoke about much in Scotland or certainly Dundee, which is where at the time, uh, but Stuart and I were kind of like, okay, we can make this work here. So the way it was pitched to us, it would just be mega easy, so, so easy to get your hands on rent-to-rents in terms like no money down was getting chucked out. And- uh, we're going to give you a free T's and C's and we're going to give you a free contract and here's lots of other stuff. In July, we registered the company and after doing that course, we expected and planned to have 10 rent-to-rents by the end of the year. Then mm-hmm. we did our first one live in December. It right. was just nothing like what we had been so kind of disappointing that we had been educated that way because it really wasn't. And I, you know, taking a step back, I don't think we did anything wrong. you were know, being reflective. Could we have done it the way the trainer has suggested and that we did anything different, but... You know, property managers, management companies, uh let lets thought we were trying to cut them out. Owners thought we were trying to scam them. Uh, some people were just hadn't heard the term and thought we were just making stuff up. So that that was probably the the moment where we thought, oh, we're going to, this is really easy. We're going to make it. It's going to you know, 10 by the end of the year. And we had one, and the reality just came crashing down. I thought, okay, this is nowhere near like what we were taught about. But that, that to, answer, yeah, to answer the question, that was probably the only expectation that was different to what we thought it was going to be.
0: That's cool, and they
1: do say that. Um, I think it is a Grant Cardone
0: who says, uh, you know, whatever expectations you got, it's going to be, it's going to be ten times harder or whatever it is than, than yeah, you spend exactly. ten times more effort and that sort of things. But it sounds like you say, just getting in that driver's seat and doing it um, is, is one of the best ways to
3: to learn. If you're struggling on how to get direct bookings and overwhelmed on where to start, then I recommend you go and book in a call with Boostly and our team right now. We can walk you through exactly what we're offering, how we can help you and give you a portfolio of websites that we have worked with that are matching not only your niche, but could be in your location as well. Boostly has helped over 2,000 hospitality businesses all over the world increase their direct bookings. And if you are interested, then all you need to do is go to boostly.co.uk forward slash call and book in an appointment with one of our sales team.
0: Let's talk about the tech stack then. So you mentioned you use host HostAway as your PMS. Yeah. And uh, is there any yeah. other pieces of tech that you use as a business that you'd really say yeah. has had a great impact and something that you find really helpful?
1: Yeah, I mean, we uh, we when you stop and think about it, uh, because we we did a talk uh, just a week there, and we self-brought that to the table. Because, you know, there's the kind of things you need to do if you want to be a management company. and mm-hmm. um, We spoke about some of the tech that we use and, it's not until you do that that you realize you know, actually use a lot. So, we have Hostily, which is our channel manager. Uh, it was one that we adopted in December last year. Prior to that, when we were using Kigo for the best part of four uh, years, we now use Canva, uh, which is a great tool. Sandra so uses it more than anyone for our marketing material, presentations, proposals, this kind of thing. We use yeah, you
2: can all- never, never take Canva away from me, please. <laughs> <laughs>
1: use a docusign for our management agreements uh i'll try to that we were sending PDFs and you try and get them back in the mail and uh we use monday.com um we have stripe for payment system so we we actually use maybe about 10 different pieces of tech for day-to-day use the one that i personally sadly might have a different answer to. the one i think has brought most value to our company and the one that we use the most is definitely air and i know you guys have spoken with other people who do something similar. So it's not necessarily air guide in particular that I think, but that concept, the reason we find it so useful, is we use it twofold. It's for the guests. It's the digital guide, but we use it in-house for helping guests. So again, we're still a small team. We're still growing. And, you know, the operation is where most of the stress is, trying to keep up with various things. And, you know, if our uh, Aberdeen property manager uh, is off, He'll do a handover with someone here, but ultimately we're now managing those properties until he comes back from Dundee. So you get a call from someone up in Aberdeen and they say, "Or oh, something's happened and you think it's a fuel box issue, but you don't know where the fuel box is. Mm-hmm. You, know, you open up the air guide. So we, we really we kind of fill them up with everything. It might seem overkill, but I, I guess we'll most likely never click through to that level. They'll want to know how the heating works, but they'll not need to know where the stop cook is. We can use the air guide from that point of view. So... It's an in-house tool. We used to speak about creating a property bible, which was just going to be this mad XL and Google Drive and it was going to be chopped with all the tabs would be properties and we'd have all the things we we used to the air guide. They're uh, very inexpensive, but huge, huge value. So you get a great experience for your guest. But in-house we use it uh, every day for reminding ourselves of where things are, how to fix things, even simple things, you know. I've come in TV's not on the right channel, how do you tune it? in you're, you know, just open up the air guide. Okay. It's not that it needs re it's just HDMI 1, but I'm two. you might just do the quick change. But, oh, problem solved, guess, happy, moving on. And all we had to do was crack open the laptop and access that particular air guide. So for me, I would say that's the one that brings the most value to the, to the business day-to-day. What a great answer.
0: And when it comes down, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people now Googling air guides. And uh, you know when tech works, I know in the past there's certain pieces of techs, uh, tech that I've tried to use which... I'm having to work hard to use because I, I want to be able to use it. Whereas the tech which really works for your company is, like you say, the tech which just works well for guests and you find you're using it all the time. Well, yeah. you know, it's, it's the sort of tech that that wins. And Sandy, I wanted to come across to you with with Canva. Have you got any tips for um, if if you discover what Canva is and how you use it? That would be awesome because I know people listening uh, may not have heard of Canva.
2: Yeah, Canva is what I would create all of our content for social media so you can resize depending on the platform that you're posting on you can also link directly to your Facebook and Instagram so you can schedule posts straight from Canva so you're kind of saving time that way as well you can then animate make videos it's just an all-round good tool and then we also have it I mean that can't remember how many people you get in an account so i think overall we might have two separate canva accounts but that does our entire business it's i mean 10 pound a month 11 pound a month it's worth every penny but we would also use it internally as well because you can do presentations and things so our property managers can do proposals you know anything if you need to do a presentation or you know it kind of covers everything
0: that's really but cool it's really and uh i think for when you're first getting started that's free isn't it when you first get started um you can actually yeah, yeah. have the free account as well which is is, is terrific and uh, definitely one that we use if you, th- you forget how many good bits of tech are out there and there's one which we use which we we forget to include in our tech stack but it's such a good uh a good tool so yeah. What we'd like to do is just um, check, Simon, what would what advice would you have to somebody who's either just getting started or to somebody uh, or to go back to yourself? And what advice would you say to yourself
1: that you now know? Yeah, I mean, uh, tips for other hosts. Um, I can add you know, two, two parts to that one. One, as a private host, not using a management company, doing it yourself, I would say don't undervalue your property. I think people, when it comes to the revenue coming in and making it work, because it is – You've got a lot of uh, a lot of things to pay up at the end of the month with the property that you're now managing yourself. You're going to offer it as a holiday. That means all the bills are on you, and you need guest revenue to assist with that. But I would say it's important to not undervalue your property. I remember when we added our first property, you know, on the Airbnb, um, they would try and encourage you to use their smart pricing tool, and they would come up with some generic info like, you know, sell your property at forty pound a night, and you'll get seventy percent more bookings. I can see the logic, but at the end of the day, what a people on the night? You know, so if you if you personally, as a private host, have a, have a fantastic property, you believe in it, you spend time on it, it's a home from home, you, know, you look around and you can, I put that there for a reason, or I hope the guest enjoys this, and you know, I really hope that they love this. Just go with your gut on it. Don't undervalue the property. Don't be scared to offer a three-night minimum stay. Don't be scared to uh, you know, put in a little damage deposit. All the things that you might think that might discourage people to book. I think you should have the confidence to go for it and believe in your property. And as a management company, and if any owners are owners see this, I hope we don't misinterpret, I think it's important that you put your guests first before your revenue. Um, it's quite hard when you experience um, a property or an owner who really wants to kind of drive the revenue and they, it's an investment and you want to make it work. And you're selling a property at £170 a night. And really, it shouldn't be up for any more than £90. And I think applying empathy to that, you start thinking about if you were going to this property and you paid that money or your kids or your family or your parents save up and they're staying in this place for five nights and it's costing a grand or something and they walk in and it's disappointing or basic. So try to put your guests first. Picture your guests walking into that property. Picture them sleeping in that bed. Picture them sitting on that sofa. Is it comfy? Is the shower hot and powerful? Are they getting nice amenities and things like this? Put them first and then put your revenue based on the experience you hope and expect them to get. Uh, And that will drive more bookings. That will drive repeat guests. That will drive people speaking about it, leaving reviews, maybe coming to you and asking, how can we leave you a private and try to push someone to Google as opposed to Airbnb or something like this. So they kind of contradict each other. But I would say that was the best tips I could offer in terms of... Yeah, it, it, is, it is genuine. It's maybe a bit too candid, especially if uh, our customers are watching. But yeah, <laughs> I hope it's not misinterpreted because uh, we we are obviously a management company and we have a commission-based model rather than a flat fee. And we did that to show that we want to be invested in the property with the owner. So we don't have any movements for you and we don't make you any money. We don't make any money. We don't want to let you down. We don't want to have a company that doesn't make any money. So it is a a positive way to look at it. In terms of advice for myself, going back, um, it's maybe a bit cliche, but move faster. Uh know Clark Anderson may be where it is now because of the pace that we, we worked at or we work at, and it's really based on hindsight. But I would definitely try and move faster. I have to remind myself that all know we're coming up for five years old, you know, sixteen to eighteen months of that was we'll survival mode during COVID, so really we're only this. But I would try and move faster. Even now, I'm constantly telling myself we should be there, not here, or. We've never had any external investment, but maybe we should. Maybe we should work with investors. Maybe we should try and build this or work in that. But don't be uh, the, the overall message would be just don't be concerned, don't be too scared. Just make the leap, make it work. If you've got confidence in yourself, your business, your service, and you've got great people around you, it will definitely work. And So that would be advice to myself.
0: Really, really love that. There's some uh, there's some gems in there. Simon, with you know, really, you know. Be brave move faster and um, really think about the end user and the experience they're going to have you know like I, I love what you said there about picture it was your your parents your your, your siblings your, your grandparents your, your children going to stay in these places how would they feel about their experience and uh, you know and that is the kind of thing that uh, we want to convey to owners so that's really cool so as we reach the end of these we'd like to do a couple of quick fire questions because there are two of you what i'm going to do is just do a few questions but uh, the odds can be as short as long as you like
1: and uh, just a bit
0: of fun, really. So
1: what did you want to be when you were
0: growing up, Simon?
1: I seem to have a memory of uh, very young wanting to be an architect and then somehow that switched to wanting to be a personal trainer in the area. No idea where either of those came from. <laughs> awesome. Sandy, how about yourself?
2: I can't believe I'm actually going to say this, but when I was little, I remember telling someone I wanted to be Snow White when I grew up.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. Um, what trait most defines who you are? And we'll start with Sandy.
2: Oh, I don't know. I like a bit of comedy.
0: <laughs> comedy?
1: Awesome. And Simon, what about yourself? Uh, probably empathy. I find them you know, on self reflection, I'm a very empathetic person. It sometimes drives me to be indecisive, which is never good. But um yeah, I always find myself putting myself in the shoes of someone else and what they experience before making a decision on what the decision should be. Yeah amazing a
0: a gift that not everybody has so that's cool and uh i can't not ask this obviously we are based in hospitality so favorite travel destination simon where do you most like to to travel to oh
1: vegas vegas Vegas. (laughs) nice have you been... been yeah i've been twice uh my my uh parents did uh I lived in Chicago, New York, Vegas, I think I was like 16 at the time and they came back and my dad said set up the you to Vegas in 21 and he did and it was one of the best holidays. Uh, I've been a second time and, and did some other things and I'm hoping to go back again with my partner because she's never been, and I think she'd love it. The less glamorous answer, um, I love Germany, I've been there a few times, I love the people, I love the culture. Um, the buildings are absolutely fantastic. It's quite gothic. Um, Everywhere you look, with the amazing buildings. And anyone who hasn't been there before, I think the, the German language can come across slightly aggressive. Uh, it's just one of those languages, but the people are just super nice and love Scottish people. And we get a ton of Germans coming up to play golf here and stay with us, and we always get good rapport with them. So the, the big fancy answer is Vegas, I don't know, but the at home master would be Germany. I would actually, I would live in Germany if my partner would let me, but she won't. So. <laughs>
0: well, if there's any hosts listening in from uh, Vegas or, or from Germany, I'm, I'm sure they'll be reaching out to you, Simon. Ed. Sandy, same question to you. Where, where do you like to travel to? Uh, Norwich. Norwich, oh, really, yeah. yeah. You know where to stay when you come to Norwich. Come and speak to me. No, I
2: think any European city. I'm a big fan of city breaks, so kind of try and get around them all.
0: Yeah, nice. So just uh, across Europe, uh, just in general.
2: Yeah, although I th- I have been to Nashville and I would go back there on a heartbeat. Sure. So oh, nice. Watching Mark when you guys were the best lady. Yeah. This and I.
0: I never knew how many hosts we've had so many hosts reach out who are based in Nashville after that talk. So really? I'm sure there'll be people listening going, "Wee, Nashville. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much uh, to you both for spending the time with us on the behind your host podcast. Um, if people wanted to get in touch, what is the best way to do so? Um, Simon, if, if you can give the website and then Sandy, if you can give the Instagram page, if that's all right.
1: Yeah. So the website address is clarkandersonproperties.co.uk. Of course, you could fill in the contact form um, or you could reach out to us um, at hello at clarkandersonproperties.co.uk or if you want to reach one of us personally, it's just our first name with the same handle at the end. Awesome. And then uh, Sandy? And
2: then for Instagram, we you'll find us clarkandersonproperties and Facebook, we are serviced accommodation one
0: Cool, cool. Well, thank you so much. Did either of you have any closing comments that you wanted to to let the listeners know about? Sandy, you want to go first?
2: Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for having. Us.
1: No worries. I think, uh, from my point of view, it's it's. Um, I know Sandy has predominantly been involved with the project with yourself. Um, we've we've had a couple of bits of conversation, but it's been great to meet you. It's been a pleasure being invited uh, on the podcast and being able to do this. is actually something uh, new for us as well. It's been exciting. Love the questions and really appreciate the opportunity. And hopefully uh, people listening enjoy it as well. But if there's anything else we can offer or any help we can provide to people who are thinking about doing this, then please reach out. Um, We're here. We're here to help.
0: That's awesome. And I know so many listeners and so many people will have got some real gems out of this today. So thank you both for coming on. And uh, I'm sure we'll we'll speak again in the future. Bye for now. Perfect. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.